we're back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Back to the work week for people and shit like that. Hope everyone's having a great day. How do, can can you hear that clap? I just did a little happy Tuesday clap. I don't know if you can hear that. I don't. I got a mic that's it's like directional. I got the pop filter. Real, real legit operation over here. I don't know what would give anybody the clue that it's not legit, but I don't know if like this it picks that up. Anyways, it's probably stop doing it because if it does, it's probably extremely obnoxious. Anyways, oh my god, I just saw. Oh my god, I wish I could have taken a picture of that and put that in the podcast. I just saw a literal like cotton candy blue Tesla just drive down my street. What the hell was that thing? I actually don't even. What the hell just happened? That was the weirdest color of blue. It was like you remember the gum. I can't remember what brand it was, but it had like the duck or it was like a goose was the logo. It was like that color blue Tesla drove down my street. I'm not like rich. I don't live in California. I'm like a normal dude that lives in the suburbs. What what was that? That was the weirdest color. I've never seen a car that color, let alone a Tesla in my neighborhood. What are we doing? What was that? Who the fuck? Does Elon Musk live in my neighborhood? Or does he have like an offspring that lives here? That was weird. That was very, that was very jarring. And plus, you know, when you get used to living in a neighborhood, I lived here since I was in second grade, you kind of get used to like the people around, you see the same cars pretty frequently. Like people come in, they live there for 10 years. You see the car a lot. Like I've never seen that car in my life and it just peeled out of here. What? That was very strange. That was very strange. This was not planned, folks. I wish I could insert a picture. Damn it. Oh, well, that was weird. Anyways, um, we're back. We're back. We're back. Happy Tuesday. Um, hope everyone's just having a great day. I really do. I'm having a great day. I feel good. I, I'm like, it's 2021. I'm pretty like reinvigorated, I must say. Like, I feel, I feel very dedicated and like excited to do productive shit. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Come Friday, come Saturday, I'm also going to still feel very excited to sit on my couch, watch football, and drink beers. Do not get that twisted by any means. I'm still going to get up for that. That's all. That's I'm. We're not like leaving that behind. But I'm. I have like a new sense of energy and and fucking like passion for the Monday through Friday, where it's like I'm going to wake up. I'm going to maybe read a little bit. I have some coffee. Make some breakfast do work out, do this, do that. Like I, I've a newfound energy for doing productive shit, like getting after it. Hope others are feeling that way, but that's like my 2021 so far. I've been feeling good. We'll see how long it lasts. I mean, we're 19 days in, so it's not like, it's not like it's October and I'm still just cooking off that cooking in that, in that category could fade away. Hopefully not. But right now I'm still feeling great about it. I started reading like I don't read really. I'm not a big reader. I read articles about sports and like movies. I don't read books, fiction, stuff like that. I don't read very frequently. I started reading like my, the first thing I do, I'll wake up, brush my teeth, all that stuff, make a little bit of coffee, and then just read for a half hour, half hour a day is the commitment I'm making. Boom. It's great. Reading stuff is actually pretty fun. Like when you read something cool right now, I'm reading the alchemist unbelievable book. I've actually already read it, but I just wanted to read it again. Cause I read it like two years ago. 
Um, I don't know. I guess a little bit of like a corny book, like stereotypical. Everyone's like, oh, the alchemist, the alchemist. No doubt. That that definitely is true. It's an unbelievable book, though, especially like obviously me here. I'm trying to do something with the second string. We're trying to like build something kind of on theme of the theme of the book. It's very cool, though. A lot of good, regardless of like if you're like on a pursuit of something or like a, a journey of like trying to accomplish something, whatever, regardless of any of that, it's just fantastic. I would say in terms of like there's some good little nuggets about just like life how to handle life, um, be an effective person kind of like I posted something to the Instagram today. It was like, there's a line in the book where it's like, there's one language. So this kid, he's in Egypt and he doesn't know how to speak Arabic. So he's like, Oh, I can't communicate with anybody here. But then I think someone tells him they're like, there's a universal language, the language of enthusiasm. Like, fuck. Yeah. That's something where I read it and I was, I, I read it yesterday and I'm still, I woke up today and I'm still like, that's such a great, like true thing. Like you can't communicate. You, you don't know what you're doing, whatever. Fine, fine. But people will always appreciate and will always understand someone who comes in with like a positive, energetic attitude, like happy to be there. That's like the truest thing I've ever read. It's true in everyday life. Like you have a job, maybe you're, you're confused. You don't know what you're doing. You're kind of still learning on the job. You'll be able, they'll teach you whatever, but you know what they can't teach you is coming in every day. Like, hell yeah, let's get, let's get to work today. Like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be hanging out with you. All that kind of stuff. Like things can go wrong. Things can be confusing, but you tack that stuff with enthusiasm. Like people buy into that. People buy into that. That's the thing. People love seeing other people be enthusiastic and like passionate about stuff. I think I've talked about that on here before too. I think like referring to, I think I was talking about like live music. I want to say, or maybe I've just thought about it. I don't know, but people, or at least me, I guess I can't speak for everyone. I feel like most people though, love seeing other people do stuff that they love to do, if that makes sense. So like if you're a nuts guitar player, I love watching you play guitar and I love listening to live music, A, because music's the best thing ever, but also like it's awesome seeing people do shit that they love to do. Like that like fills you up kind of. It like gets you excited. You're like, oh, I want to go. I want to go do something like that. Like maybe I don't play music, but maybe I play soccer. Like I want to go grind it out. Like people love watching people do things that they're passionate about and that's all enthusiasm based like enthusiasm universal language everybody understands when someone's enthusiastic and that lifts people up i don't know i don't want to get all corny and sappy it's like a friday thing we like to keep those on the fridays the positive energy get the mind right we like to keep that on the fridays but i've been reading um i've been reading the book and that quote was yesterday and i posted about it today but yeah Great book. Anyways, if that's something that would interest you, highly recommend. Also, maybe the most important takeaway of me starting to read the reading playlist. There's this reading playlist. So I have Spotify. I just type it. I go to search. I type in reading. It's a genre. You click on the genre and they have like 10 playlists here. The first one reading soundtrack. It's like a lady in a red room at a coffee table. The reading soundtrack playlist is one of the most just like lit playlists I've ever listened to. Every song is a banger. Every song's a banger. I now 
It's not like, oh, let's get let's drink a million beers and and do all this crazy shit listening to this playlist. It is a reading playlist. That's why it's under the reading category. But every single song, you're like, God damn, that was a good song. Every single song hits. There's no misses. It's it's pound for pound. The reading soundtrack playlist on Spotify is one of, if not the most consistent playlists on the app. Every single, I haven't heard one song between today and yesterday. I've probably listened to like 30 of them, 40 of them. I don't know. I haven't heard one song where I was like, oh, that kind of sucked. Every single one. I'm like, damn, that was nice. It's piano. It's mainly piano based, but it is, mm, that is nice to listen to. And honestly, honestly, I've listened to them while I'm reading, but it makes, it would make some great, even not read like you're cooking toss it on you're doing this toss it on like you're just doing like mindless work just toss it on it's it's very soothing and the music it sounds great and you're like your mind is like eddie's also it just locks you the fuck in like while i'm reading i swear to god (laughs) this is like an ad for the spotify reading playlist i swear to god it like makes the reading more real if that if that makes sense like i'm so locked in between the the book and the music, the music like makes the words dance off the pages. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, Spotify is not paying me for this. Although they probably should. Cause that was the most convincing argument to go listen to a playlist. I think anybody's ever given, but I highly recommend it all. If you're a reader in general, please read, please listen to the reading soundtrack playlist. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And if you, if you just like piano music, please listen to the reading soundtrack playlist. It's unbelievable. I love, that's the thing. I love all kinds of music. I love the classic rock playlists on there. The eighties, seventies playlist. They got rap playlists, uh, new music Friday. Who doesn't love new music Friday, but this reading soundtrack don't sleep on it. Don't sleep. And it doesn't get the hype. You see rap caviar, you see new music Friday. These people are talking about it. These people with massive social media followings. Thanks for, thanks to Spotify for putting me on rap caviar. You don't, you don't see Drake putting on his instagram story thanks to thanks spotify for putting me on reading reading soundtrack it doesn't get the same publicity you don't see that stuff they just do their work they're they're a lunch pail playlist they come to work every day they do their job they do their job well they come they don't say anything they don't ask for awards they don't need to be patted on the back they come in they do their job they do what they're here to do and they get out of there and they do it well you don't have Drake. You don't have Russ. You don't have Big Sean. You don't have all these guys. You don't have Ariana Grande saying, oh, re- check out the reading soundtrack place. They're saying, oh, hip hop or new music Friday or rap caviar. You don't re- reading soundtracks. They're pulling themselves up by the bootstraps. You have to respect that to some point. Self-made, baby. That is a self-made playlist and it hits. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm done with Spotify and the reading thing, but I don't know. It was on my mind. I wanted to talk about, maybe I'll talk some more about books. Maybe we'll get books in. Although it's like, maybe I'll just do like tidbits. Like once a week, I'll just do like a 10 minute tidbit on something I read that was interesting or like hit me. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just wanted to talk about it. A couple things. A, I wanted to talk about just kind of the 2021 productivity feeling good. B, I, w- I did want to talk about the quote or that like idea, enthusiasm being a universal language, because I fucking couldn't agree more. 
That's like the truest thing ever. I feel like if more people implemented that in their life, things would just go better for le- like, why wouldn't you just be enthusiastic? And, and I, I feel like I try to do that. So I don't know. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that and also see the playlist is absolutely unbelievable. And that's another thing the past 48 hours, like all I've been able to think about is how much I've, I love listening to like the reading playlist. Anyways, that's enough on uh, Spotify and reading and all that good stuff. What we are going to do for the rest of today, that chewed up a quick 12 minutes. Damn. What we are going to do for the rest of the day. So I talked yesterday, the Lions got their boys, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes. We'll see. Um, I believe this afternoon, so I'm doing this Tuesday morning. I believe this afternoon is when they're going to introduce Brad Holmes. I'm not, I think Dan Campbell, I read he still needs to do like exit interviews with the Saints. So I think I might wait um, until after uh, Brad Holmes does his interview or like introductory press conference. And then Dan Campbell, like wait till we hear from both, listen to them, hear what they have to say, kind of give it like, and then do a podcast where it's like first impressions. What do we think? I got to say, as far as Dan Campbell goes, I saw a video of, on Twitter of him yesterday where some the lady asked him, so like what what do you bring to the table as a coach? Like what do you think makes a difference? And he's like, honestly, or she was like, what about playing? Do you think gives you like an, a new perspective on being a coach and things like that? He's like, the little things, like you don't want to wear a suit on a road trip. You don't have to wear a fucking suit. Just wear whatever you want. He, he's like, I didn't like wearing a suit. I hate wearing ties. And I always had to do it. And I was like, why the hell am I doing this? And he was like, the little things. Like, people, like, appreciate that shit. Dan, I don't like wearing ties either, bro. I agree with you, Dan. I, I People do appreciate stuff like that. Especially athletes. Like, they didn't sign up to wear a suit and tie. Their job isn't to, like, sit at a desk and wear a suit and tie and crunch numbers. If they want to wear a fucking hoodie and some sweats on the bus to the game, wear some goddamn hoodies and sweats. If you're gonna if you're gonna play a little better because you're in a hoodie, if you're gonna be a little more energized because you're wearing sunglasses, whatever, dude, let's let's rock and roll. I like that. And then he was like, You look, you make a good play on defense or whatever. You want to dance and celebrate, show me your best dance. As long as you're ready for the next play, ready to lock back in. I don't care if you hit the worm right quick. I don't care if you're break dancing at the 50 yard line, do whatever you got to do. Like I'm in with that. That again, I kind of, I mentioned it yesterday that to me just again, reiterated what it seems like we're getting with Campbell, which is the opposite of a guy like Matt Patricia. Can you imagine Matt Patricia saying something like, if you make a great play, bust the move. I don't care. Hit, hit the fucking Mr. Roboto right in Aaron Rodgers's face. doesn't matter. Like, can you imagine Mr. Or uh, Mr. Dear God, I would never give him enough respect to say that. Can you imagine Matt Patricia saying that, though? Like, you make a great play, let's see your best dance. What? That dude would never say anything like that. Him saying, this guy was the biggest hard-ass of all time. This guy thought he was Bill Belichick. Tight ship. Do it my way or the highway. Dan Campbell, I like how he's a little bit more like laissez-faire. Like, bro, you're fucking 30 years old. That's how that Dan Campbell. I like that. He's going to go to the player. You're 30 years old, dude. You're one of the best in your, in the world at your profession. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're not my fucking kid. You want to wear jeans and and a t-shirt. All right, cool. Wear jeans and a t-shirt. You want to dance after you make a great play. You want to celebrate with your buddies, dude. That's what it's all about. We're having fun here. 
he mentioned it too. He's like, why would I tell these guys not to celebrate when they make good plays? Like, if that's fun for them, isn't that what we're doing? It's a game. Games are supposed to be fun. Like when, and he said it too. He's like, when these guys started played or when they began playing football, when they were whatever, elementary, middle school, high school, like you do it because it's fun times. You do it because when you make a play in high school football and your friends and this bleachers go crazy and you celebrate with your buddies on the sideline, like that's what makes it fun. All of a sudden, just because now you get paid, it's like, oh, sorry, you're not allowed to do that. <clears throat> That seems counterintuitive to the the reason you began playing in the first place. That's like telling a musician, oh, on, on stage, now that you get paid a shit ton of money to play music, you're not allowed to like smile or dance or have fun anymore. What? That's why would why would any musician ever do that ever? Like actors, like imagine that. Imagine that. Like they always sunny gang. Imagine the guys who made always sunny, Rob McElhenney, Glenn Howerton, and the boys. Okay. When it's when it's when no one picked it up and it was just like a pipe dream and you guys were just writing always sunny in your twenties and no one knew who you were, you guys had a blast making it. You're laughing because the jokes are funny, your outtakes are you guys laughing, you're making funny jokes, trying to break each other. Now that FX picked it up and you guys are getting paid a bunch for it, sorry. You're not allowed to laugh on set unless it's part of the scene anymore. You can't make stupid jokes to like try to crack up people. No, no, that's too much fun. Like, imagine that. Why would so? Why in the NFL would a coach be like, no, sorry, you can't. That no, no dancing. Yo, that's fun for you. Okay, no, you can't do it. I like how Dan Campbell's like, fuck that. We're playing a game here. You played it. The reason you played it is to have fun. So we're gonna have fun. I think that's how. Every coach should be in like every single sport because that's the goddamn point. But I think even more so in Detroit because I think a lot of what we read and heard about Patricia was the fact that he kind of made it a little too much business and sucked out the fun where that's probably never a good sign. Like you have players who are like, this isn't fun. What am I doing here? I think bringing in – to, we're in a polar opposite situation of having fun, bringing in a fun guy, probably just what the doctor ordered. So we'll listen to those press conferences. I'll do a full podcast on whatever, what I think and things like that. But early impressions, I guess I'm in. I mean, it's tough to be out. Um, as far as other things today, Red Wings lost sadly yesterday afternoon to Columbus. Good game. Thought they outplayed them. And then they play again tonight. Columbus once again, I'm going to just talk, I'll talk about the wings for like five, 10 minutes, early, early impressions. My fucking boy, Phil Zadina is cooking, dude. He's cooking. I love it. I love it. Um, and then there's, oh, I do want to talk about the Pat Mahomes. Um, so he quote unquote got a concussion against the Browns this week, left in like the fourth quarter, didn't come back. Now Chiefs won. They're in the AFC Championship. Now I guess he didn't have a concussion, quote unquote. He just like tweaked a nerve in his neck. That's why he didn't come back, which almost seems worse than a concussion somehow. But they're like, oh, he should. He'll be able to come back. Like he just tweaked a nerve. Oh, oh, he just tweaked a nerve. Oh, you mean the things that like allow you to move your body parts and feel? Oh, he just tweaked one of those. Okay, yeah, let's put him back out there then. So we'll talk about that and just the NFL being scumbags and shit like that. 
So quick break, little chat about Anchor, and we'll be right back with all of that good stuff. All right, baby, Red Wings time. This is going to be good. This is going to be a, the next 10 minutes of words coming into your ears. Are, <laughs> that came off funny. The next 10 minutes of words going into your ears, not coming into your ears, are going to be positive. The wings are like not bad. Can I say that? The wings are not bad. Like they were the worst fucking hockey team I've seen in my entire life. And I went to a public, I went to like multiple public school hockey games in high school. They were the worst team I've seen in my entire life last year. All of a sudden, like we, we had these free agent signings and it's the defense really is where it starts and ends. It's John Merrill, uh, Stetcher and Stahl. Like none of those guys are studs. None of those guys are the best defensemen in the NHL, but they're all so much better than what we had last year. It's instantly noticeable like instantly noticeable whether it's a just keeping the puck out of shitty spots aka throwing it right in the middle or right in front of our own net or just breaking out or whatever or defending rushes like it is abundantly clear how much better the defense is from signing like three average defensemen and just throwing them in all of a sudden it's world's better and that that's the biggest difference with the team the the offense is still struggling the biggest difference with the team is just the defense isn't completely terrible. Now it's like the defense is okay, and we look like competitive. It's it's crazy how much better they've gotten, and we didn't like add anybody big. We were just like, oh, yeah, these guys are solid, I guess, and we look like a completely different team. So that alone, that alone, and we have like some guys that can hold their weight on Ford, Larkin, Mantha, Bertuzzi, Zadina, Bobby Ryan has been playing his dick off. Like we got some guys that can play on as far as forwards go. The wings look competitive, which is all you can ask for, which is all you can ask for. It's been good. I've watched the first game. So they've played three, one and two. The first game I missed the first period and the last two I've watched the entire game. Um, thought they played well against Carolina. And I thought last or yesterday, even though they lost to Columbus, I thought the wings outplayed them. Again, I thought the defense was good. Just started the third or early in the third. Columbus just had like the two goals in like a minute. First one, kind of a fluky, weird wraparound. And then the other one, just a bad change by the wings. But the wings just couldn't, you know, they just couldn't get like a grade A. That's a goal scoring chance. Still lost 3-2. Still grinded one out with an empty net. The offense I'd like to see come around, but the team is competing. And I know it might sound depressing to say, I kind of like this Red Wings team. They're fun to watch because they compete. I, I I wish I came on here and was like, they're great to watch. They're kicking people's ass. We're scoring goals. We're getting shutouts. But the Red Wings are great to watch. Like it is a little depressing that I'm like, dude, the Red Wings are fucking awesome because they're competing. But that's the state we're in. That's the state the Wings have been in, and that's the state of Detroit sports. Like, all we can ask for is a team that just competes. Like, a team that before you beat them, they're going to they're gonna twist your nutsack and put a couple chip clips on your nips and make you feel it and make you earn it before they roll over and die. Like, that is all we can ask for. That's all the Red Wings – like, the last five years, That's this is like the apex of Red Wings hockey is just, like, putting up kind of a fight. That's fucking sad, but it is what it is. 
it is what it is. And then you don't, and then you factor in the Pistons, you factor in the Tigers, and you factor in the Lions. It's like, dude, a team that's going to go in week, night in and night out and just put up a good fight, put it up, put up a game. This is the team from what I've seen through three games. Obviously, it's still early and shit could go terribly wrong, I'm sure. What I've seen through three games, the Red Wings right now are a team where night in and night out, I'm going to watch them unless I have something going on. But I'm going to watch them and going into each game and each night, I'm going to have the attitude of, yeah, I mean, I think the Wings, they can win tonight. Like, why not? This team's capable. Like, they finish off with the chances they get. Why not? They play their game. Goalie has a good night. Bernier has a good night. Grice has a good night. Like, why not? That that's that is all I can ask for, especially in a game like hockey, too. Where, like I said, I felt like we outplayed Columbus yesterday. They got the breaks. They finished their chances. We didn't, and they ended up winning. Like when we play the great teams, when we play the Tampa Bay Lightning of the world, same thing. Like, sure, they might outplay us. We finish our chances, get a couple breaks. We can win a few of those games. Like we're. I think we're in that category now of last year it was like teams come and play the Red Wings and it's like, oh my God, we might beat this team 10 nothing. Where this year you got you're gonna come play the Red Wings, like you still gotta bring it. You might not need to play your A game or your perfect game, but you 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 still gotta bring it a little bit. Like you gotta bring your like B minus game to beat us this year. Last year was like you bring your D plus game, you're gonna beat us by three. You gotta bring the B minus, and we'll still have a chance then this year which is all you can ask for. And it's exciting. It's exciting. Not to mention, and honestly, again, I still think even though we have those forwards, I like it still starts and ends with the defense and what's changed with this team. Um, obviously bad change on the, on the Pierre Luke Dubois goal yesterday, shitty change kind of on the defense there, but whatever. The thing is we got to get the forwards going like Larkin, Larkin captain added pressure. He scored two goals in the opener um Bertuzzi hasn't really done anything Manta has been non-existent coming off the new contract now Manta didn't play a ton last year because of the injury and then we had 300 however many days off it's still only been three games like I'm sure these guys are still knocking the rust off everybody whether it's Larkin whether it's the guys on defense even though they're playing well whether it's the goaltending everybody's knocking the rust off still it's been fucking a year more for Mantha and he barely played last year too. So I'm not going to like abandon ship and go crazy and light my hair on fire screaming this guy stinks. He's been underwhelming though. He just the thing is it's not like he's had the chances and and you know he's got a couple great saves on him or missed a few nets or whatever. It's like he's just not even really like getting in the scoring areas. He he hasn't had the chances. He hasn't like gotten in dangerous positions where it's like, oh, you know, eventually it's going to fall. Like a great shooter. Oh, they're missing tonight, but eventually it's going to go. Like he's not even getting to that point, which is a little startling. Um, Bertuzzi as well for me has been like a little eh, like hasn't really done a ton. I think Larkin's been solid. Um, I, I don't want to like put the onus. I mean, he's been okay. He has two goals in three games. I don't want to put the onus on like his line mates, but hockey's a, a very much so a team game. Tough for Larkin to get going when like Manta and Bertuzzi are kind of lagging behind a little bit. I think Larkin's been pretty solid though. The first game, that turnover that led to the first Carolina goal was fucking disgusting. It was terrible. 
But other than that, I think Larkin's been solid. My favorite part of what I've watched these first few games, though, is Phillip Zadina. He looks like he might be our best player right now. Honestly, honestly. And now Bobby Ryan's got four, what is he, three goals in three games. Um, he's been playing great. I think Philip Zadina has been our best player, though, at least offensively, as far as the forwards go. He has been, like, when he has the puck, he's the guy right now where when he has the puck, I'm like, oh, shit, something's about to happen. Like, you get excited. You sit up in your seat. He's been that guy for us so far. And I could not be more thrilled about it. I said before the season, my prediction for the year, my my hot take, if you will, is Philip Zadina is going to be, we play 56 games, he's going to be north of 40 points, north of 45 even maybe. He's going to he's gonna make a run for being a point-of-game guy. He has been excellent this year. And it's not just offensively. It's not just, oh, he's shooting the puck or the shit like that. Where last year it was like, the, the praising Philip Zadina was, oh, he's getting the puck off his stick. He's making quicker decisions. He's he's getting aggressive and shooting the puck. Now it's like he's just making plays. Like the dude is cre- single-handedly creating grade-A scoring chances. He had a play yesterday against Columbus. He took the puck from someone behind their net. He takes the puck, and then he dekes a guy, goes between the guy's legs, and just taps it to John Merrill, point blank on his backhand, grade-A scoring chance. 100 per- Phil Zadina fucking punked two Columbus players and gave literally gave John Merrill the puck on a silver platter in front. It was a one man show. It was a one man play. Phil Zadina in his first two years never did anything like that. And again, he was playing during the break in Europe, so maybe he's got the game feel a little bit more. He's ahead of speed of some of these guys, maybe, or maybe, or maybe he's just on track. Maybe last year or two years ago when everyone was poo-pooing him, he was still fucking 19 years old. Maybe now he's just a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. He's played two years in the NHL. He's used to the speed. He knows where guys are going to be. He knows what to expect. He's calmed down and he's just playing. He's not worried about, oh shit, I'm I'm the sixth overall pick. They're expecting me to be good. Oh my God, these guys are fast. Like He's not stressing out. Maybe now he's just a little bit older, he's a little bit bigger, he's a little bit faster, and he's just used to the game, and now his talent's coming through. Like, he's just caught up. He's he's starting to catch up to the NHL speed, and he's fucking just bawling on people. Like, his first two goals, it was the um, the second game against Carolina that we won. The two goals he set up were magnificent. The first one, same thing. The guy, the Carolina guy's taking the puck like off his out of his corner, and all of a sudden, when he's about to pass it, Zadina just has it. He just strips it from behind him, and then he just throws it without hesitation. Throws it in front. Bobby Ryan, quick release goal, and then the other goal he sets up. Um, with I can't remember if he stole it. Now I don't think he stole it, but he comes in, goes behind the net, throws it in front to Fabry. Like I know Zadina's deal was. Oh, he's the sniper. This guy's got a wicked shot. He gets in scoring up areas. He loves the puck on his stick. Like, give it to him on the powder power play. 30 goal scores. Shit like that was his thing. He's the sniper goal scorer. From what we've seen this far, thus the what for what, what we've seen thus far, three points, three games. He's a point of game guy. Or no, not three points. He didn't get that fucking point. That sucks. Um, two points in three games. He has been 
making plays, which we need more of. The only playmaker, when you say who are playmakers on the Red Wings, Dylan Larkin, and then the list ends. Like Mantha's the finisher. Bertuzzi's also a finisher. He's a decent playmaker, though, I guess. But Zadina has emerged as a playmaker. Like Bobby Ryan, you you get you go to a spot where it's going to be easy for you to score, and don't worry about me, but I'll give you the puck. It's been awesome to watch. And then on top of that, my favorite trait in a hockey player, especially a forward, the way he's just been taking the puck off people in their zone too. No better form of creating chances than taking the puck away in their zone and all of a sudden someone's probably open, bang, 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 bang plays. I, I've loved every second of Phil Zadina, but the wings have been fun. The wings have been fun. They've been competitive. I was talking about it yesterday. If they can if they can go into the last 10 games of the season around 500, like this team will have a shot to make the playoffs. And from what I've seen, like, why not? Why not? Maybe I'm getting antsy. I'm being a little bit of a homer. I'm judging too positively off three games. I don't really know. But why not? They've been good. Zadina, Zadina looks like our best player, and I couldn't be more excited about it. That's the thing, too. Bobby Ryan's been great, but Zadina's playing with Rasmussen, Fabry, Bobby Ryan, all these guys. Imagine when we get Zadina with Lucas Raymond and like another big time center, like a second line, a bona fide second line center. Imagine that line. Oh my fucking God. Like Zadina's issue, his only issue right now is no one's getting him the puck. He's forced to be the guy getting others the puck. Imagine when he's playing a guy with Luke, like Lucas Raymond, who he's like a twin of Zadina. You get him the puck, he'll score it. You you want to score it, he'll get you the puck. Oh, my God. Whew, that's like the most exciting part about this, but it's been good. I've enjoyed the Red Wings thoroughly. Um, last thing I want to talk about today. So, I don't know how much time I'll spend on it. So, like I mentioned, Browns played the Chiefs this weekend, divisional game in the AFC. Chiefs were up, fourth quarter, Mahomes gets hurt. Concussion, so they say. And then um, Mahomes goes out, anything is possible. Chad, any fucking one-man teams it, takes the entire city of Cleveland behind the woodshed and puts them out of their misery. Unbelievable performance. But now AFC Championship game, Buffalo, Kansas City. They're saying, oh, wait, Pat Mahomes didn't. He No, he wasn't concussed. He No, no, guys, he wasn't concussed. He just um, – no, he just he tweaked a nerve in his neck. No, he's going to be just fine. But he did tweak a nerve. That's why he didn't come back. But no, he'll be fine. He'll play. Hmm. So I was talking about this with my pal CJ. Question we were wondering is if he was concussed, like the NFL's like at least I was saying the NFL's totally just going to be like Pat. I'm sorry, brother, but like you gotta fucking play, man. Like one, it's the AFC championship. Two, you are becoming the most marketable guy we've ever had. Three, imagine this marketing opportunity. Chat or I mean the two young stud quarterbacks, Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes. And then in the NFC, it's the older legends, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Like the marketing opportunity is too perfect. Not to mention they're going to lose so many viewers if it's Josh Allen versus Chad Henney. I was telling them, I, we were talking about it, and I'm like, dude, concussion, no concussion, broken arm, de- decapitated head. Like, 
Pat Mahomes is going to play in this game for a few reasons. A, the Chiefs are going to be like, dude, we need you. Like the Chiefs as an organization, marketing, sales, all that bullshit aside, they just want to win. Like, dog, we need you. It's the AFC Championship. Like, we'll give you a couple smelling salts. You'll be fine. And B, Roger Goodell's like, hey, like, come on, man. Like, we have so much money on the line. The marketing opportunity, the blue versus red jerseys, the Chiefs are becoming like the new era Dallas Cowboys just because everybody loves watching Pat Mahomes. Like, there's not a single human being in the world that doesn't get a kick out of watching that team play offense. And then this is just another – it's another perfect stepping stone for the NFL to build the legend of Pat Mahomes. Like, third year, second year as the starter, second AFC championship, hopefully second Super Bowl is what the NFL is thinking. Like, they have the opportunity right now to build this guy into the biggest star they've ever had in this league. So much money to be made, so many jerseys to be sold, so many commercials for Pat Mahomes to be in. Like, all these companies, fucking not even the NFL, State Farm's looking at it like, dude, we I want to get, we need the Patrick rate or the Mahomes, what is it? The Patrick rate? Is that what it's called? Like the Rogers rate. No, it's the Rogers rate and the Patrick price. Like we need, we need Pat to play. Like all these people are like looking at him like, come on, Pat. I don't care if your head's falling off your fucking body. We have money to make. And my friend um, was saying, well, that's super unethical. Like, fuck them if they make him play. Which, yeah, if he's concussed and he's still, like, foggy, he wakes up Sunday morning and doesn't remember what he had for dinner Saturday night, and they throw him out there and suit him up. It's fucked up by the NFL. But what I was saying is, dude, it's the NFL. You think these guys give a fuck? You think Roger Goodell gives a fuck if Pat Mahomes remembers can remember his grandkids' names in 40 years? You think Roger Goodell gives a shit about that? Not a chance. You know what Roger Goodell does give a shit about is we're going to have 10 million more viewers if Pat Mahomes plays this week than we will if Chad Henney plays. I don't care. Grandkids remembering his dinner, tying his shoelaces. I don't care if he can't do any of that. I want my money. He signed the contract. We're paying him half a billion dollars. Like He can throw on the fucking pads and play. That's what they're saying, dude. They, it's the NFL. These guys are the biggest scumbags on the planet Earth. Maybe outside of the NCAA, these guys are the biggest scumbags on the planet Earth. You think they're going to allow him to not play? Like he, he would – it's funny because Pat Mahomes would be better off in the long run in terms of like when he's 40, how his body feels. He'd probably be better off in the long run if he would have like broken his arm or broken a finger or like broken his collarbone, something like that, where he like can't move and literally can't play. Like he just physically can't carry out the duties of a quarterback. He'll be better off in his long-term health. But since it's a concussion, like, oh, keep the lights off in your apartment for the week. Don't listen to loud music. And then by Sunday, you can still throw the ball, right? You can still run, can't you? You can still see, right? But when he's 40, that concussion might come back to start deteriorating his brain. It's very ironic how the injury he got is the one that could fuck him over more in the long run. But the it's the one that will allow the NFL to be like, oh, oh, you can play. You can still throw the ball. Come on, you can play. And their their excuse, the cheat I read, is like. Yeah, the thing oh, he didn't actually have a concussion. He just he he um no, 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 no. He just like kind of um agitated a nerve in his neck. 
What? What's up? That's get so we're just good with that then? Aren't nerves like the entire thing that allows you to like move pretty much? Like the nervous system, it controls like A, the ability to feel anything. Someone touches you, something hits you, hot, cold, all that stuff. Nerves, like those seem important. And then um aren't nerves like your entire back? Like everyone says, oh, the back's the worst thing to tweak. Like all those nerves allow you to like move your thing. Like the nerves in your fingers, I guess, are the muscles. Shit. Yeah, that would just be the muscles, I guess, right? I thought the nerves like played a part in that though. Maybe, maybe not actually. But regardless, a nerve in his neck. So we're talking about like not being able to feel either from the neck up or the neck down. But no, it's okay. It's just it. No, 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 guys. In in the most important part of the human body being able to function, the spinal cord in his neck, it's just a nerve that got tweaked. So we're good. He didn't get a concussion. The nerve just got messed up. So don't worry about it. For some reason, a nerve in your neck getting messed up makes me like 50 times more anxious and seems more injury prone and dangerous than like just getting your bell rung. A nerve, dude. That like controls your fucking body. And we're going to go throw this guy out to get hit by 300 pound linebackers that are running four, four forties. Um, f- suddenly $500 million seems like underpaid. If that's possible, a nerve. I thought that was hilarious. Like they're like downplaying it. It's just a nerve, dude. What do you mean? It's just a nerve. That sounds fucking way worse than just a concussion. Oh my God. A nerve. So we'll see. I mean, it's just a very interesting ethical dilemma because, and I'm sure Pat too, like I'm not, it's not totally on the NFL. I'm sure Pat Mahomes is telling the trainers like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just like, give me a cortisone shot and let me play. I'm sure because a, everyone would be like, this guy's a pussy if he didn't say it, which is kind of sucks for Pat Mahomes. It's kind of a lose, lose. Like you sit out and save your health and your future. And everyone's like, you're a pussy or you play. And now you risk your future kind of a lose-lose for Pat, but I'm sure just being a competitor, being a Super Bowl champ and like the greatest quarterback of all time already, he's probably telling the people like, dude, let me fucking play. Like he knows what's at stake. His career is on track to be the most meteoric rise of like any athlete ever. He knows what's at stake. He knows what's happening. Like this dude, this dude, if all goes according to plan is going to retire Oh, the definition of a living legend. Like I'm sure he wants to play, not to mention his teammates. He doesn't want to let down. He likes winning football games. He understands he's better than Chad Henney. Like I'm sure he's telling him we want to play or I want to play, but it's funny how the NFL now it's like, Oh, we've been so against concussions. Like they've taken all these stances. Like we're stopping concussions. No more hit to the heads. These new equipment. We're teaching how to tackle properly. And now this blue Tesla just went by again. What the hell is that color? Oh my God. It's such a weird color. Anyways, um, they're like, oh, we're anti-concussions, hawk roll tackle, no more hits to the head. But then when the, when the fucking ball's in their court and the money's on the table and Pat Mahomes might be out of the AFC championship game for a concussion, you fucking know Roger Goodell's like, 
sorry, brother. Like you gotta, you gotta strap them up, man. I know your parents hate it. Your girlfriends hate it. Your future kids are going to hate it when you call them by the wrong names at their graduation party, but you gotta strap them up, pal. So it is interesting, but I think he'll play. I mean, it's just money, dude. These people don't give a fuck. It's all money. I hope he plays too. I, I guess that makes me kind of a shitty person. I just hope he plays for my entertainment. I mean, I'm like the who anyone with a brain doesn't want to watch Chad Henney versus Josh Allen. They want to watch Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen. That's an electric matchup. So we'll see. Anyways, that's all I got today. Um, I did not watch The Bachelor last night, so I'm going to watch The Bachelor today, the new episode tomorrow, Wednesday. I'll do The Bachelor, little review on that. And then um, we'll have some other stuff in there. I mean, there's no like MSU hoops, no really Detroit sports stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk about a movie or something. I kind of want to watch the movie Tangled. Hee <laughs> hee. I got way in Mank. So we'll see. But for sure, Bachelor stuff tomorrow. Maybe it'll just be a shorter episode and just The Bachelor. I haven't really decided. Anyways, hope everybody enjoyed. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Hope you have a great rest of your day. As usual, on Twitter at Nick Second String, Instagram at the period second period string. And then the second string Detroit at gmail.com. Send me some stuff if you'd like to converse. Um, even though I always say this and no one ever fucking does, you guys think, but uh, whatever. I will talk to you guys next time for some bachelor.